So last week, I yelled a lot. In fact, I heard that they could actually hear me over in the sanctuary, which is kind of a uh, badge of honor for me. Um, but uh, yelled a lot. I went a little long, went for 35 minutes, which I don't normally do, don't normally go that long. Uh, tonight's going to be not quite that, okay? Tonight is not going to be that long, nor probably that loud. Um, but to have a question for you, and most of you guys grew up in church, so you kind of know the the stories of Jesus, and so the question for you tonight is, what, in the Bible, what are the things that Jesus gave to people, or that Jesus gave in general? Yes, Draven. What? Sight. He gave sight. Can somebody turn that fan off? It is loud. I cannot hear things. Thank you. He gave sight. Yes, he gave sight to the blind. Yes, he did. What else? What else did Jesus give at various points during his earthly life? Food or water? Okay, he gave food and water. Yeah, he, he turned water into wine. Okay, I'll give you, yeah. He gave prayer. He prayed for people, yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Anybody else? What did Jesus give to people while he was on earth? Think through your, your flannel grams and your Sunday school days. He gave love. He gave his life. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, he gave love. I agree. He made the mute talk, right? Okay, yeah. Healing, various types of healing. We talked about sight, talked about blind. He gave what? Meaning? Okay. Yeah, he gave meaning to, to people and things. Yes. Well, tonight we're going to talk about four things that Jesus gave. And we're going to kind of jump around scripture-wise. They're all going to be on the screen. Most of them are in the book of Luke, if you feel like jumping around. But, uh, but, or they're on the screen. Of course, you can always write it down um, you, on your note sheet there. That's why I give you those, part of the reason. And again, prayer requests are always welcome as well. So the first one, Luke 9, 1 and 2 says, when Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So what did he give the disciples here? Power and authority. Okay, he gave them power and authority. Yeah, and he gives us power and authority as well. You know, we do not have to allow temptation to have its way with us. We have the power and authority as children of God, as people who are in relationship with him, we have the ability to have authority and dominion over those type of things. Exactly. He gave power and authority to heal and to drive out demons and, and those kind of things. What else did he give in this verse? There's another one that's not so obvious. Yes, he sent them out. Now, if I tell you, so if I tell you, I need you to go and do something, but I don't tell you how to get there, where it is, or how to do it. Have I given you much of a, much of a task, or can you accomplish that task? No, how many of you had teachers like this, right? Here's your homework. Yeah, my, my chemistry teacher was like that. Her name was Mrs. Blanchard, and uh, she was 112, I think. And she, we developed this pattern where every day we'd go over the homework from the night before, and that would take all period long, and then she'd give us the next night's homework without teaching us anything. So we learned it in backwards. It was really stupid, and I didn't learn anything in her class. And Because that's what she was doing. She was saying, here's your goal, but I'm not going to tell you how to get there. I'm not going to tell you what to do to get there. So he gives direction. All right, He gave power and authority. He gave a task, but he also gives us direction. So he gives us authority, and he gives us direction just from this one thing. He said, here's the authority to do what I've called you to do, and here's what it is I want you to do. I want you to proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. He didn't just say, hey, go and do something for me. He says, here's what I want you to do. 
Now, the third thing we already talked about, healing. Okay, Luke 7, 21. At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and he gave sight to many who were blind. This kind of sums up the Jesus healing ministry. It's kind of all summed up right here in this one verse. And, and that's the deal. You know, he gave healing. He raised some people from the dead. How many of y'all, if you were at a funeral and they raised, somebody raised a dude from the dead, that would freak you out, right? Like, that would be weird. I can freely raise my hand, like... If they raise the dude, if the dude in the coffin gets up, the funeral's over, and it just got crazy. Like, stuff just got real. So that is crazy. Jesus did that. He gave healing. And the last thing you guys already talked about, too, he gave up himself. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. That's Luke 19.30. So Jesus gives to us. He gives us healing. Okay, last week, I was sick. I had a head cold thing. I had been feeling miserable for almost a whole week at that point, and, uh, and since then, I've gotten better. Sunday morning, I was feeling good. My voice was back. Tonight, I really feel great. My voice is back. He gives healing. And all of us at some point have been healed. It doesn't have to be instantaneous. And I know that's what we think of when we think of healing. And that does happen. That does still happen. But sometimes it just means, you know what? He gives the doctor's wisdom. He gives us a quicker healing than it was supposed to happen or something like that. Okay, he gives healing. He gives direction. And he gave up himself. For us, without which none of us are here, okay? If Jesus doesn't give himself, then there's no point in us being here, right? None of us would be here at all, and we would all just be somewhere else on a Wednesday night and a Sunday morning. So the question is, we're in this series called Reflections and about how we can be like Jesus. So we know that Jesus gives, so then we can turn the question around on ourselves and say, okay, what is it that we have to give? What do we have to give? Hey, what's up, G? What are the things that you and I are able, are you laughing at me calling him G? Is that what's happening right now? Whatever. I'm hood. It's okay. Uh, you know. You know how I roll. Anyways, what are the things that we have the ability to give in order to be like Jesus? Somebody, somebody give me something. What do you have that you can give? Time. Yes. That's the first one I had. Good job, Canada. Time is the first thing, Okay. All of us have time. Now, some of us have more free time than others. Some of you guys stay super busy, and I get that because I have been there, and I was, you know, was like that in high school, and I've, I've you know, learned how to prioritize a little bit, yada, yada, yada. But we all have time we can give, okay? What else do you have to give? Effort. Yes, energy. That's the second thing on my notes. Did you all read my notes? What's going on here? This is freaking me out. Normally, you all don't know what I'm asking, so maybe I'm just asking better questions. But... Yeah, energy, effort, okay? How many of you guys have been at a point, especially because I know a lot of you guys are athletes, and you get to that point where you feel like you're out of energy and you're done giving, right? I know I'm training for my 5K. The other morning when I was running, I, and don't laugh at me, okay? Fat kid, right? Still, still working on this. So my training thing was like, Run a minute and a half, then walk a minute and a half, then run three minutes, then walk three minutes, okay? That sounds easy, but running three minutes for a dude carrying this much weight who never runs is a big deal. And so I'd get like two and a half minutes into that three minutes, and I thought I was going to die on Oakwood, y'all. Like, for real, somebody's going to drive by and see my body laying on the side of the road. But I found a little ex extra energy to give, and I made it through, and I didn't die because I'm here. So this is speaking of healing and provision. Um... Okay, what else do we have to give? And some of y'all don't have very much of this one. We already did time. No, not patience. Money, I was going to say, this is the obvious one here, I thought. So 
money. Now, some of you guys don't have much money or any money, okay? You don't work, but I also know that most of you guys do not miss a lot of meals, and I include myself in that, obviously, okay? And so, while it may not seem, like you may not always walk around with cash, and I almost never walk around with cash, but somehow we are still getting provision, we are still being provided for, so we do kind of have money. What does the Bible say, Matthew 6.21? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, I think in the church, you've probably heard this verse before, but it gets mixed up because people think that it means the things that you care about is where you'll put your money to, which is true, but it also works the other way around. I have, some of you guys have seen the way I act around my guitars. Okay, when the little kids come up here, I start to tense up a little bit, right? When the little ones are running around during dinner and they come up here near all the expensive things, what do I say? I'm like, hey, well, I'm not sitting down. I'm like, hey, can y'all step away from the stage, okay? Right? And it's not that I spent money on those things because I care. It kind of works the other way too, though, because I care about those things because I have invested. I've got money invested in this guitar. I've got money invested in my other guitar. My trumpet is a... $2,000 $2,000 trumpet. I've got money invested in that, in that trumpet, okay? And so, yes, I take very good care of it. And so it's very easy for us to say, you know, I don't, man, I just don't have that much of a heart for missions, but I've never given anything to missions either. I promise you, if you give, if you give to missions, you will begin to care about it. The things that you give towards, the things that you expend your time and your money and your effort towards, you will begin to care about. Those of you that that play sports. Some of you play on travel teams and stuff, and that costs money. That costs your parents money, which is why your parents are very concerned with you being a part of it and doing well in it and all that kind of stuff because they have spent money on that, okay? And it works on anything like that. Anything that you put money into, you're going to care about. So if you say, you know, man, I don't have a heart for missions. Well, give the speed of light, and you will have a heart for missions. That's how that works. But here's the thing that we forget. We want so often to give out of our overflow, which is good. We should share out of our overflow. It's easy when, for example, you know, I substitute teach, and oftentimes I forget that I've got that check coming because it's automatic, and it only comes once a month. So sometimes I'll forget I've got that check coming, and I'll do all my budget without planning that in. So then when that check comes, I'm like, oh, sweet, that's another, like, whatever, a couple hundred dollars that I hadn't planned on. And it's super easy for me to give out of that because it's extra, right? I hadn't planned on that. That wasn't what I was relying on to pay my bills. So it's extra. It's very easy for us to give out of the extra. But the hard part is to give sacrificially, which is what we are called to do. In Mark chapter 12, Jesus was with his disciples and he saw two people giving. And one was this rich dude and he came up and he dropped whatever, 10 bucks, for example. I don't know what he gave, but say, example, this is a dude who you know he makes money. This is a dude who pulls up in a really nice car. He's got the nice suit. He's looking good, you know, and he walks up and he puts 10 bucks in the offering. And it's like, okay, that's cool. He put 10 bucks in the offering. Good for that guy. But then there's those folks. You might see somebody come up who, who they're in ratty clothes. They walked up. They weren't in a car. You know, maybe they push in the shopping cart or whatever, and they come in and they drop two quarters in the offering. That's basically what happens in this story in Mark chapter 12. And what did Jesus say? Calling the disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more money into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Am I saying you got to give everything? No, I'm not saying that you need to give everything you have 
away and, and all that kind of stuff, okay? But if we're giving out of the overflow, Jesus doesn't care. He basically said, yeah, good for that guy. That 10 bucks was pocket change for him. He, gave, he made this big show and said, oh, look how good I am. I'm giving all this money. But that was pocket change for that dude. He doesn't care. And Jesus doesn't recognize that either. He said that lady who gave sacrificially, she didn't have much, but she gave a lot of it. She gave a lot of it. That's what Jesus recognized as, as acceptable giving. Am I saying that you guys need to give away every dime you have in your pocket? No. Am I saying that when we do our Speed the Light offering next week, you need to not eat this week in order to prepare for that? No, not at all. What I am asking, though, is that you would consider, as we get ready for next week's offering, and, and just in general, it's not just about the Speed the Light offering, although it partially is, that maybe you have to, sac- maybe you have to say, you know what? I'm not going to get breakfast one morning on the way to school. And I know I eat breakfast every morning too, okay? I understand that that's a big deal. Or maybe, maybe it means you don't buy the snack in between periods or you don't hit the vending machine after school or whatever it may be, okay? Maybe you don't miss a meal. Maybe you give up a little extra, something that you, something that you would do normally, but, but it's okay, you know, I mean, maybe that's what it means. But maybe you have to give a little bit sacrificially. We pledged $10,000 to speed the light this year. That's how much we as a group pledge. And some of you guys were there that night when we made that pledge. And we made $10,000. It it's a fairly reasonable pledge. Okay, last year we almost did $10,000. And uh, we can do it this year. But it will require a little bit of sacrifice from everybody, myself included. Okay, it, 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 and that's what it means. So all of us in here have, have received Jesus. We all know Jesus and we've all received some of what he's given to us. So, and we can never match that. We, we, ne- we don't have a chance, of course, of matching that. But that doesn't mean that we should not even try. Okay, it's not about trying to match what he gave, but it's about giving what we have. It's about giving what is available to us. So I want you guys to be thinking about that. Um, not just for the Speed the Light offering, but in general. I want you to be praying about, Lord, what is it that you want me to give time-wise? energy-wise, money-wise, that I'm not giving right now, okay? It's very easy for us to live comfortably. It's very easy for us to even to drop a couple bucks in the offering when we have a few extra. But I want you to think about it. I say, you know, God, what would you have me give? What is it that you want me to do to really honor you? Okay, Cain and Abel, beginning of the Bible. What happens? One brother comes out. And his heart wasn't right. He gave, but God didn't accept the offering. Okay, God didn't accept the offering because his heart wasn't right. The other brother, he did. The heart was right. So I want you guys to be thinking about that and ask God what his will is for your giving. You're like, I don't have a job. I don't have any money. That's fine. It could be something else. It could be time, energy. Maybe you have a skill that you can help pass on to somebody. You can give some time in tutoring or in lessons. Okay, maybe you have... uh, some extra, just some stuff. I mean, I know a lot of you guys have video games that you never play. You got clothes that you never wear. I do. I'll freely admit it. Okay? Those are the kind of things we can give. And so I want you to take some time this week and pray. When you're in your prayer time, when you're in your Bible reading time, ask the Lord what he wants you to give. Just, just do that for me. And next week we'll collect our Speed to Light offering. It's only 6 bucks next week. And obviously it'll keep going up, so by December it'll be 12 bucks. But, but. I want you guys to ask that question this week. Let's pray. Dear Lord, 
God, you're so good to us, and you give more to us than we deserve. God, and we acknowledge that week after week in word service, and, and I say that all the time, but God, unless I start acting on that, it doesn't do, it doesn't do me any good. I can say thank you all I want, but until I start giving out of the blessing that you've given to me, then they're just hollow words and they're just a clanging noise in your ear. They're just, just a, a chaotic noise. So God, I pray tonight, I pray that this week, Lord, you would put on our hearts what to give. God, some of us is going to be a different amount than others, and it doesn't really matter what the number amount is as long as it's in your will. I pray that you would convict us if we're not being generous. God, if we're being selfish, Lord, let us know that. God, convict us in our hearts. Send the Holy Spirit to, to remind us of that, of, of how much you gave for us and therefore how much we ought to give back. God, as much as we can, as much as you would call us to. I pray that it would not just be so that we can say, hey, look, I gave this much, or look how much I gave, but so that you can use it. God, whatever we give, you're going to use. And, and the amount only matters in as much as you're going you're gonna to bless it. God, and if our hearts aren't right, then it doesn't matter how much we give. We can give hundreds and thousands of dollars. If our hearts are wrong, we've missed the point. And so I pray that you would, God, give us uh, an idea of what to give, of how to give, maybe an idea of how to earn something else, whether it be financially, maybe a, an idea for, for an entrepreneurial enterprise, God, that we can, we can start a, a business or something like that. Whatever it may be, Lord, you are the master creator and you're the most creative being there is. So, God, just give us ideas for how much to give and how to do it and how to, how to supply it. You are the provider, God, and we know that. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would, uh, God, just put it on our hearts. Lord, whatever it is you want us to give, that we would know what that is and know, um, God, how to, how to do that. God, you love us. We thank you for your love and for all that you do for us. And, and it's only out of that that we want to give back to you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.